Welcome to Photo Mission Focus, discussing photography. Each episode, we discuss a different photography subject. With my co-host Terry, we try and make some sense of the things we love about photography and some of the things we don't love as much. Come join us. Welcome to this edition of Photo Mission Focus, Terry. What are you doing? <laughs> I caught you. Caught Terry out there. She, she's supposed to be kind of on the ball and ready to. <laughs> Never really. I'm like, yeah, I'm caffeinated. I'm ready to go. She's ready to, to respond. Chat. Respond. So interesting. So what are we talking about? So today we're going to have a bit of a chat about imposter syndrome. Because it, it's really interesting, imposter syndrome. Because a, yeah. a lot of photographers can identify with imposter syndrome. Yeah. What's your interpretation of it? Well, it's basically you're, you're doing the job and you're actually doing – everyone else around you thinks you're doing a fantastic job, but you think that you don't really know what you're doing and you're just waiting for that tap on the shoulder. It's like, <laughs> Someone says, saying, what are you doing here? <laughs> you don't know how to be a photographer. You don't know how to be a photographer. <laughs> it's a very relatable mindset, isn't it? At some point in time, every photographer will go and have these thoughts about – they haven't done enough. They're not worthy mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. it. And again, it's one of those things that there is no kind of like you need to do all these steps. I mean, it's a different if you're if say for argument's sake, if you're a a tradie and you're a you know electrician, mm. there's a process you go through. So you go through and you you learn you know all the basics of using hand tools and different tools and what this tool does and what that tool does and what then you start to learn about principles of electrics and what, you know, this does, that does. And, mm. and then you go through that whole process. By the time that you've finished your, like, four-year apprenticeship, you've actually been educated and mm-hmm. developed the skills mm. to be able to do anything that would be thrown at you in the workplace mm. as an electrician. So, mm. you you know, and you get a piece of paper yes. to say that you're a tradesman. Yes. So it's kind of like validates your... Skill. Skill level. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I think what happens with a lot of photographers, because a lot of photographers are self-taught. There's a lot of photographers who basically will, they've done some professional study. They might have, you know, done some study here, some study there. Mm. But for the main part, they're Mm self-taught, learnt on the job, Mm -hmm. sometimes had a really good mentor. Mm-hmm. To them under the they've wing. attended the University of YouTube. Uh, yeah, went to the University of YouTube, Terry's favourite <laughs> university. It's my favourite. And then they start getting work and they start mm. producing work and they start getting paid for it. Mm. And then sometimes self-doubt will creep in. And mm. I think that's the biggest problem with the imposter syndrome is that mm. self, when self-doubt starts to come in, mm-hmm. it's a really hard thing sometimes to, to combat. Mm-hmm. So people will, you know, and look, almost sometimes too, I think sometimes imposter syndrome, self-doubt and self-sabotage kind of all, sometimes are all in play. They all feed that, each if, other. If that makes yeah, sense. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I, can, I can relate to those feelings, feeling like an imposter as a photographer, even though I've, I did tertiary studies, I attended university for quite a few years to learn how to become a photographer. I didn't finish my degree, but I did go on to actually become a photographer in a, in a studio. So I, I was on the job trained as well as tertiary trained. Yes. I have done a lot of self-teaching as well. So I've 
I attended workshops and I've also watched a lot of YouTube. I've learned from other photographers. I've asked lots of questions wherever I can. But there is still a lot of level of, of doubt when you go and attend a job or if you go and try and win a job or you're quoting for a job. It's like how, how can I value myself when, yes. when I don't know how to value myself? I, I know a lot of people who go off and who are good photographers mm. but then they'll go off and go to university or they'll start studying mm-hmm. online basically to get a piece of paper. Yeah. And I think it. A bit of paper is just self It just validates what you already. It's a pretty expensive, bloody piece of paper. paper. But, it, but it's validating what you already know. Yeah. And for some people, that's the challenge that they can't. They can't always see their skill level, mm-hmm. and they just feel that if they have that piece of paper, then it makes them legitimate photographers. Mm. Mm. And we know we know look from the history of photography that you know when photography first started, it was an emerging art form or mm. emerging science. It was, mm-hmm. a mixture, it was a mixture of art and science mm. back then of, of, of photography. But yeah. Those people didn't – there was no photography courses. No, no there no was one, no apprenticeships. There, there was, was no, no one to teach you. Yeah. So all those people were self-taught. Now, some of those people now, people look back at their work and they're highly acclaimed like that the work that they did was just groundbreaking. Mm. They did some really solid stuff, but they didn't mm. have any formal training. Mm. So they were – could be imposters really because they, mm. they didn't have a university degree mm. in a particular field. Yeah. And do you feel sometimes that the imposter syndrome, the worst the worst contribution to that mindset is not necessarily just yourself but it is what others say to you? Yes. It's kind of that fear. People do have a fear, like I said, of what other people think of them. Yeah. And they fear that they – I think the other thing too is like sometimes people will get quite – nervous around when they're setting stuff up mm. in case someone is going to question why they're doing because they're setting things up because they know it works for them but they don't fully maybe mm. know all the science behind it mm. and don't want to be tricked up when someone's saying oh why are you using that particular modifier yeah yeah and we had a, we had a, an episode where we spoke about setting shaming and how yes. how that you know it, it's not it's not nice no it's not nice and, do it. and, and well that well that can <laughs> That can undermine people and and obviously feed that imposter syndrome, mm. you know, where people, if someone starts questioning them, they're going, well, geez, I'm going to, they got to find out. I don't really know what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah. I found myself in a few scenarios and not just just in the past, but, you know, up to as, as close as three months ago where I had someone questioning what I was doing and the equipment I was using and questioned my validity Yes. As a professional. Yep. As a result of what they were watching me do. Yes. And it's always easy to say. But, I mean, I think when people have those feelings of, of being an imposter and they're doing mm. the job as a photographer, it is it is quite difficult to get yourself to a point where you have so much self, you believe in, you start to really believe in mm. yourself. And that's what you've really got to do. I mean, mm. you've got to believe in your ability. Mm-hmm. And I think... Everyone has gone through, and I've I've knocked back jobs in the past years ago, and it was because of well, I haven't really trained as a yeah. portrait photographer. Yeah, I knew everything I had to do to take the photos. Yeah. I didn't. It was part of it was I, I don't want people to kind of find out that I'm not trained in this area. Yeah, you know, I mean, like I'm I'm self taught. Blah blah blah. Yeah. Sometimes, like I said, that I'm um, having some type of bit of paper to validate. What, 
what your qualifications are yeah will make people i don't know themselves feel more comfortable where and it's interesting I, I was having a conversation the other day i mean I, I hold qualifications in a few different fields yeah interesting enough i was having this conversation with someone and we were talking about have you ever been asked for your qualifications yeah and it kind of feeds into this what we're talking mm-hmm. about when i think about it yeah i've never my you know professional trade qualifications for different things no one has ever actually mm. asked to see it yeah you've just said oh i've got this, 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 and this. Yeah. And then people go, oh, great, cool. Can you do this? Yeah, no problem. We can yeah. do that. I may not have those. I may not have studied those things. I may not have those qualifications. Who knows? I might be saying that I've got them, but I don't. People don't. It's kind of like I said, from the outside, people will look in and you say, I'm a photographer. Mm-hmm. Most people will just take that on board. Oh, great. Terry's a photographer. Yeah. It's an The imposter thing is an internal it absolutely it's is. It's an internal struggle. Yeah, it absolutely is. And it's quite a real one as a creative. Well, I've heard it tossed around a few times. Yeah. Of recent times where people have struggled, like you said, you know, I'd get out and take more shots or I'd do, I'd take more jobs if I could just get over my imposter syndrome. Mm. I, I totally get what, mm-hmm. they're, what they're talking about because it's, it is a real issue for photographers where people will, like I said, Basically, it will hold mm. hold people back. Oh, it absolutely does. And I, I, I had a sentence come out of my mouth a few weeks ago when someone was asking me some questions about um, something that wasn't on my website that they thought should be, and it yep. was it was incredibly great constructive feedback. And my response was, "I'm not confident with what I have in that particular field of of my photographic work." Yes, and that's why it's not there. Yes, and they said, "You're crazy." Yeah, you know the work that you have got is is more than worthy to be putting up, and it's really difficult when you're comparing yourself to other people all the time. Yep. And you know, I was even on social media when we had our break earlier, and started flicking through the Instagram pictures, and I'm like, wow, they're beautiful images. And I started to try and see who the photographers were, and then I stopped myself, and I'm like, does it really matter? It's a beautiful image. Yes. It doesn't matter who took it. I can still appreciate it. Yes. And I can still enjoy looking at it. And I think when we can get to that place with our own work. Exactly. So yeah. we start to feel a little bit more confident. I suppose the, the good news for people who are suffering imposter syndrome, you do actually learn to deal with it. Mm. You do actually, as you build your self-confidence, mm. it becomes less and less of a of a, a thing. You know as, what I mean? You know yeah, what I mean? As yeah. you get more confident in what you're doing. Yeah. And, and then I guess the question is, how do you gain that confidence? How do you start to to interact with yourself and have a little bit of a different self-talk? Yes. So creating those positive kind of roadmaps yeah. to that conversation that you have with yourself about your work. It's like, okay, well, what do I like about that picture that I've just taken? You know, yep. what what are the things that are my strengths? And if I could do that differently so I felt better with it, what would I do? Yes, yep. So really having different conversations with yourself so that you can enhance your confidence and you can break away from that feeling of, of not being worthy and not feeling like you're a professional. I think when you find that if you're a, you know, working and you're getting um, paid gigs and people mm. are paying you to do it, mm. those people aren't questioning your ability as a photographer. They're, they're actually engaging and commissioning you to do work for them. Mm. Mm. So they're comfortable enough with your work mm-hmm. to engage you and bring you in and say, can you shoot my wedding or can you shoot this family yes. portrait or can you 
Yes. I'm having an event or whatever. Yes. So that at that point, it's really then, like I said, it comes back to that self. Yeah. That fight inside. Yeah. Like I said, it, and I see a lot of photographers who actually really struggle with it. Yeah. And it does really hold them back. And it's one of those things is, like I said, it's not, they're not the only ones that suffer it. Like it's not like you see these incredibly, uh, incredible photographers. Mm. Only, only sometimes to read about their journey mm-hmm. or, or listen to them talk on something and they'll talk about how they struggled with mm. not being feeling like they were actually good enough or not worthy. Mm-hmm. And they'd get a job, they'd, they'd, they'd get a plum job. They'd just get like the dream job and yeah. you think you'd be over the moon. But they're actually petrified yeah. of that any moment someone was going to come and say, what are you doing? Why yeah. are you sh- you can't shoot here. Yeah, or, you know, you get the end results and you're just like, that's not good enough. That's yes. not good enough to deliver. And that absolutely does happen all the time. Yes. All the time. It does. Look, I said, and it happens. It'll. I think it plays into people where they are at particular points in their life too because people go with the, you know, you have your ups and your downs. Mm-hmm. And when, when, when things are really on the upbeat, mm. you can mm. – your mind's busy, you're not kind mm. of drifting off down these rabbit holes. Mm-hmm. But when things get quieter and harder, mm. the mind's amazing how it, it'll just go down these rabbit holes. Oh, it can be totally self-destructive. That's right. So people actually, you know, and sometimes, like I said, it's really, really hard to mm-hmm. to pull, pull people back. So, mm-hmm. And I think I found one of my best my best um, ways of, of finding my way out of that that dark place because it is quite a dark place yeah it, it can destroy your whole momentum your whole motivation everything your every it, the whole the, the, well I've, I'm, I've known people who've given up photography absolutely. because absolutely because they felt like they were yeah not good enough yeah. or they were yeah and i think it's about being confident to be your own cheerleader every now and then and to feel okay with giving yourself a compliment yes. about what you're doing well you know i think there's nothing wrong with being proud of your work either. Exactly, exactly. I mean, sometimes you have to give yourself a, a pat on the back. I mean, there's there's a big thing about you know self love, mm. mm. and it's so true. You you know you you really need to kind of find that way to love what you do. Yeah. Yourself. Yeah. And, and not not to the point of being full of yourself. <laughs> yeah. There's a big difference between arrogance. Yes. And ego from a good place. Yes. Yeah. So some of those things, like I said, you know, we we embrace certain things in society where certain things in society are you know, elevated to a certain level and then other things are seen as like not so ideal to be so full of yourself. Oh, yeah, I'm fantastic. I'm Steve. I'm a photographer. I can take a picture of anything. Yeah. I could probably take a picture of, of you, amazing picture of you, Terry, mm. with my Nokia you know, <laughs> 20, whatever it is, 20-year-old <laughs> camera phone. It'd be amazing. You'd see yourself, you just wouldn't believe it was you. <laughs> I'd be like, yes, please take it on that because no one will be able to know who I am. <laughs> so it's kind of like different from being that kind of full of yourself where you just think you can do anything. Yeah. You know, you can, you can just, yeah. Being humble and being grateful and gracious yes. and kind to yourself is one of the best remedies for imposter syndrome. And it's difficult. It is really, really difficult. Yep. I spent a long time where people would give me compliments about the work that I was doing and I could not see the same things that they were. Yes. It's, it's almost like having body dysmorphia. You know, it's what you see in the mirror is completely different, different to what someone else can see. Yes. And it's the same with your work. 
And I found one thing that I did that helped combat it was I stripped everything away. Yes. Took all the noise out of my work and took all the noise away from what I was seeing. So I started to not look at social media. Yes. Started to look at different forms of inspiration, which were in, you know, the forms of movies and music and, you know, other creative areas rather yes. than Instagram and Pinterest and Facebook. Get off those platforms if you're ever suffering from any kind of imposter syndrome because they are the most toxic, toxic environments to be looking for that confidence. It is. It, look, I mean, there's a lot of people in those in those platforms that are actually, uh, yeah, they're very self-driven, ego-centric type And they people. play on people's lack of confidence to yeah. make themselves feel better. Yes. It's kind of like it is interesting how people can twist stuff around to actually make them feel better Yeah, at the expense yeah. of other people. Yeah, and that's okay if that's – that's what I had to remind myself of. That's okay if that's their style. Yes. And I don't resonate with that, so I need to step away from that. Yes. That whole environment because it's not serving, it's not, it's not helping, and it's not helping me grow and learn. I think – one of the things if, if you are suffering from imposter syndrome is one of the great things is you need, and it was interesting how you, you kind of alluded to it before, you are talking about some work that you didn't put on your website because you didn't feel like it was worthy enough, but mm. other people had looked at it and said, oh, well, you should have this on your, mm. on your website. Sometimes I think if you're suffering that, that's when a mentor is really good mm. to bring in a person who's kind of impartial. Yes, and will actually tell it to you the way it is. And it doesn't necessarily have to be another photographer. No, it doesn't have to be a photographer. It can actually be someone else from a different field. Yeah. But giving an honest appraisal yeah. of what they see, of what you're creating, what you're yeah. doing. Yeah. How you're um, – I mean, look, the other thing is interesting with how you present yourself on a job tells says a lot about your ability. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. If you turn up to the job and you've got you're fumbling around, you're trying to find the lens cap, and then you're trying to find the connector to put the camera on the on the tripod, and then you're trying to find the filter, and then you get, don't have the right adapter, and then mm. you're doing and you're mucking around, and you don't have the right mm. set of cards. Those type of things will you know like. But if you get to a job and you're quite organ, prepared. you're quite prepared, you've done all your checks and balances and that type of stuff. That tell should tell you straight away that you're you're not an imposter. Yeah. You're actually, you know, you you're doing this in a professional way. Yeah. That you actually didn't you know, like I said, you're preparing for the shoot, you're getting yeah. everything ready, you're yeah. having a year. I mean I mean I if I'm heading out to a shoot, I mean I check everything multiple times. <laughs> I've started doing it as well, five, six times. Yeah, you you charge all your batteries, but then you yeah. then I'll then I'll actually I've all the batteries charged. Then I'll take all the batteries and I'll whack them in the charger and you have the charger flashes. <laughs> then it goes green. Yes, I did charge I'm it. I'm so glad that I'm not the only one that does that. I used to be quite mindless and now I've become more mindful in that practice. Yeah, so it's just it's just one of those routines you get in. You don't yeah. you don't want to like, oh, did I did I not charge that battery and I picked it up and I might put it in the camera by mistake and it's <laughs> flat. So I kind of go through this little process of doing those things. Yeah. But I'll check like, okay, I'll check and make sure that I've got all the components that I need mm, to mm, do the, to do a shoot mm. and make sure that I've got them and they're all correct and mm. right. And, and of course, there's going to be days where you're off your A game and mm. that's okay. You know, everybody, everybody has a bad day and 
be kind to yourself in that process. That doesn't mean that you're not. Well, it doesn't mean that you're not. You're not a professional. Exactly. I mean, every, everyone has days where things don't go right. <laughs> I've got so, many of those in my back pocket. But they're no, no reflect. They're no. Sometimes they're no reflection of your ability. That there's things outside your control. Yeah. But but all of a sudden you start to blame yourself for, right. for those for those things happening. And, yeah. some, and sometimes you've got to strip it back. It's like people sometimes worry about everything that could possibly go wrong. Instead of thinking about all the things that could possibly go, go right. right. And it's kind yeah. of like, you know, the the thing is, I remember listening to, um, he, he's a he's a well-known Australian music star and through COVID, one of his, I suppose it was like a mentor type person mm. had rung him up and said, how are you going? And he said, I'm going pretty good, but oh, yeah, I can't do this because we can't tour and I can't do this and then I can't do this and I can't mm. do this and... He said, that's great. For the last 10 minutes, you've been telling me what you can't do. Can you tell me what you can do? Mm. And flipped it around and he stopped and he thought, he says, you're right. Mm. There's heaps of things I can still do. I'm just in this mindset where I'm going, well, I can't do that because of can't have people there or we can't do this. And then flip it around and start saying, well, what can you do? And then Mm. he's all of a sudden going, well, I can actually, I've got a studio here. Like I can actually record some stuff and I can start working on some new ideas and, and all of a sudden, but that he needed that conversation yeah, just to get him back onto that right pathway. Yeah. And, we all, and so this is a person who incredibly talented, incredibly mm. successful, but still has that same flaws that we all have that sometimes yeah. we just, we, we yeah. stumble. Yeah. Okay. And I think we need to really kind of also look at, at things in the world at the moment, especially with social media, we're not getting the full picture when yes. we see that split second of someone's oh, look, life we, or and that, that, and that wedding day or exactly. that portrait there's, session. I mean, there's, there's a there's a term, and I don't know if you across this because mm. I'm really hip and I'm across everything. <laughs> but I mean, there's there's this term where people will do you know flex. I'm not up with that. What okay, so so the flex means basically is so you'll go into Cartier and put a Cartier watch on, but you'll take an Instagram story of the Cartier watch on your wrist Yeah, as a flex. <gasps> so it's basically imp- you're not saying you bought that watch, but you're... Im- you're Implying it's the you're, power of perception. You're implying that you... Oh, look, I've been out on a bit of a shopping spree and you've got, you got the Gucci <gasps> so bag. and cheeky. But people do it. So people will go jump on someone's boat, take a selfie like it's... They're going out on the on the water for the day on someone's boat, and it's not even their boat. And if you and if you look at some of the boats tied up in some of the places, like you can just jump on the boat, and there's no one around. Yeah, you can take a sneaky selfie. Yeah, and you know what? In that moment, that's great that that person felt that that was their life, yep. and that is awesome. But don't compare yourself to that's that right. split second. Think, well, I just remember one social media influencer saying about uh, they were on a flight. And uh, I think the person next to them threw up, was Ooh. sick. So there was, they had to clean them. So they moved this person into like business class or first class <laughs> because that was there was no seats. That's such just, a shame. Just while they cleaned the, the seat. <gasps> yeah. But while they were there, took a whole bunch of selfies implying that they were travelling first, first class. So they were just – so. Yeah. And that was a flex. It was just done because people do it so – the thing is to understand about social media is what you see is not what mm. is necessarily true, mm. like you said before. And that's the same with people's 
people's careers, it's not always what you think it is and there's a lot of hard work that goes behind the scenes, not just for them to have gotten where they are but for them to stay where they are and to feel the way that they do every time they walk up to work. There's a lot of preparation. There's a lot of research. There's a lot of learning. So I think what what might be useful is sometimes it's always good to take stock of what you've achieved Mm. as a photographer. Mm. So that may be the number of jobs you've taken the types mm. of jobs to be say, well, I've done, you know, ex- I mean, you probably don't even know how many weddings you've shot. No. It's a lot. No, it's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. Over- it's not as many as I'd like. There you go. I'm being an imposter now. <laughs> like I'm like, it's nowhere near what I would like it to be. But I know that in 2020 is a really good example. I didn't shoot a lot of weddings at all. Not did anyone else, Terry. But so. I tell you, no one <laughs> you're, else you're, not Rob- you're not Robinson Crusoe. <laughs> <laughs> but I tell you what, that small handful that I got, they were effing epic. Yes. They were so good and so worth it. And yes. the jobs that I've been doing ever since then, once again, so epic and so worth it. And it doesn't matter what they were, whether it was that family shoot, whether it was that real estate property, whether yes. it was I got to pay my bills. Yes. I got to wake up with a roof over my head and I feel pretty bloody happy about all of that. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So look. If you kind of down that path of feeling like an imposter, take some stock of where you're at and what you've done mm. and, and then maybe you'll sit back and look and go, you know what, I am pretty good. I've done some amazing work. Yeah. I've been featured here. I've been featured there. And then I've also if you feel that there's some gaps in your career or in your skill, let's look at upskilling those. Let's look at look filling those gaps with something amazing so that you feel better about where you are and what you're doing. Exactly. Yeah. Terry, always good chat. Thanks. Hopefully, uh, like I said, if you like our podcast, jump on and subscribe or just give us a message, send us a message. (laughs) We like DMs. Or if you've got some really good tips on how to kind of, Mm. you you know, combat imposter syndrome, maybe you've suffered that and you've found a way to to help yourself, maybe you'd like to share that with the rest of the community. Yeah, I'd really like to hear some of those tips that everyone's got. Exactly. Always always great for people when they share stuff. Yeah. Really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, guys. See ya. Okay, bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this edition of Photo Mission Focus discussing photography. I hope you enjoyed the episode. If you did so, leave us a comment. Or if you have a suggestion for a future show, drop that in the comments as well. And just remember, the next photo you take could be your best yet. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.